This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. The following is a paid program. The views or claims made are not necessarily those of WILK staff, management, or sponsors. Time for Laurie and Lynn. Local talk to start your weekend right. And now, Laurie and Lynn on WILK. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? Good. How are you doing? I'm doing good. I'm doing very good. Hard for me to believe that this is February and it's 50 as we're recording this. And there's no snow outside. And, uh, And it's just really weird. It feels weird. But, Mm -hmm. yeah, I guess it's good. I don't know. We may pay a price for this, but in any event. Um, So uh, any, let's see, well, tomorrow, as you're listening, will be the big game. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. I really am. We will be at the Dinapoli residence at the um, the Evans Dinapoli residence and in um, in uh, you're welcome in uh, at Lake Lake Wallen Paw Pack and yeah. uh, we are looking forward to that and mm-hmm. we have a couple birthdays in the meantime a little bit or a little bit before my sister Barbara her birthday yep. is September, uh, September February eleventh. <laughs> Today, as you're listening, happy birthday to my dear sister, Barbara Cadden, owner of Cadden Floors, which most people know. She does beautiful work, the best, I say. Mm-hmm. And my brother, mm-hmm. Jimmy, birthday is tomorrow. Um, Jimmy mm-hmm. will be the big 6-0 tomorrow. Um, so My brother, Jimmy. And um, we have Sunita Aurora who is one of mm-hmm. our sponsors. She is the broker owner of ERA One Source. And Sunita's birthday is today. Uh, I keep saying September. I don't know where I'm going with this. February 11th. <laughs> happy birthday to Sunita. And mm-hmm. uh, who else? Anything else you have? Uh, yeah, my cousin, Tab. My cousin, Tabby, who was uh, named in honor of my maternal grandmother, Tabitha, not Tabitha. She pronounced it Tabitha. Tabitha Lewis Evans was my great was my grandmother, and when she when Tabby was born, that's what they used to call my grandmother Tab or Tabby. She gave uh, her mother gave her the name Tabby, and it's spelled T A B B I. So I just want to say happy birthday to my cousin Tabby. 
There you go. Yeah. And uh, I, I don't know how many other uh, people. There's so many people that were born in February. Wow. And it's a short month that so you cram everybody in. So it's all good. I guess, so. I guess that's what it is. No, whoever. Yeah, so. Lynn, uh, Saray McAndrew. Saray McAndrew has a birthday on the 13th of February. So happy birthday. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So anyway, what what else is is happening? Where uh, the game? It'll be a big doings here and everywhere else uh, in Philly. Yeah. I think I think my friend, my son Sean, is going into Philadelphia for the weekend from New York. Um, he's mm-hmm. a big, big, huge I should say huge Eagles fan, so he's delighted, yeah. and he mm-hmm. think he's going in, um, and so. They're looking forward to that. We were in New York City last weekend because, of course, it was the birthday, forever, never-ending birthday of yours truly. (laughs) On Sunday, we went to um, visit Sean and girl uh, Katie, and and we we did. We had a really good time, and um, um. It was a beautiful day, so it was easy riding. So we had, really, it was so good to be there and and we go to this Did great you go little on, on Saturday or Sunday? No, Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Yeah, and didn't you yeah. go someplace in New York State on Saturday too? No, Mm-mm. no, we were with. No, I went to. We had uh, breakfast. We had brunch. Brunch, bunch of us, mm-hmm. and then. We, mm-hmm drove me to this gluten-free bakery in Percocet. Oh, okay. Might be right. And then we went to my friend Mary Jean and Steve Dixon's house for dinner. And the night before I was out, Friday night, my sister-in-law, Mara's. It, it's just been, it, it is, it's been a little, and Thursday night, uh, it just was a little crazy. So, um, but I got nice, wonderful, beautiful gifts and delicious gifts and all of the above. So it was a good weekend um, all the way around for being the big six, too. Yeah. Oh, good. Mm-hmm. Now, you can, now you can apply for Social Security. <laughs> <I don't... laughs> but yeah. There's always that fallback, you know? You can say, oh, good. I'm 62. I can officially apply. Yeah, but that's all good. That is good. Mm-hmm. It is. Yeah. All right, so you, have, you, uh, you want to take a quiz? Oh, sure. All right. This one's called Money, Money, Money. Do not sing. I was going to just sing an ABBA. <laughs> I know. Do not sing. I have to throw that in there. All right, so, all right, number one. How much money does a bankrupt person have? A, lots of money. B, some money, C, very little money, or D, no money? Well, it depends on the bankruptcy, but um, uh, I would say, I want to say uh, a lot of money, um, but I won't go to either extreme, so I'll say some money. Okay, and very little money is actually... The answer, and I suppose that if you wanted to be in the pure sense of the term bankrupt, it means you have no money. But but under the bankruptcy laws, you can have some money. So right, 
We'll no, leave it at that. that. Yes, that's All right, question. number two. How many, yes. how many cents, C-E-N-T-S, are there in one dime? What? Four, five, ten, or twenty-five. How many ten. cents are there in one? Exactly, ten. I told you this was easy. <laughs> number three, which... Which of the following things should you write on a check? A, your age, B, your name, C, your job, or D, your birthday? Oh, come on. Your name. This is so stupid. All right. In which of the following places do people deposit money? With a friend, at a store, at work, at a bank? Oh, D. This is for what kindergarten. You, <laughs> that's what I think. What do you do when you donate money? You give money, you lend money, you find money, you work for money. Give. Right. How many dimes are there in one dollar? Oh, my God. That's worth five, ten, or twenty-five. I don't know. Ten, maybe? I don't know. Uh, maybe. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> Now, here's another stupid one. What what does it mean when people earn money? They give money, they lend money, they find money, or they work for money. Yeah, well, we wouldn't we like to find, but we, we work. Right. And which of the following things is a kind of income? A bank, a coin, a receipt, or a salary? Salary. Which of the following things might you get if you invest money? A customer, a credit card, more money, or an investor? More money. How do most people feel when they owe a lot of money? Worried, bored, hungry, or excited? Worried. How many quarters are there in a dollar? Oh, my God. Four, goodness. five, ten, or twenty-five. Four. Why? What is Four. I, I, look, I want you to ace this, all right? So just My stop. God. A three-year-old can ace it. Never know. Which of the following people should you give a tip to? A waiter, a bank teller, an accountant, or a millionaire? <laughs> should you give a tip to? Yes. Yeah, a waiter. Yeah, but here's a funny story. <laughs> when Patrick would take his dear uncle, who was well into his 80s when Patrick was in his 50s, he lived at Lake Long Paul Pack in a very small little house, and he had virtually nothing. But every time Pat would go up there for a visit, he'd get up there on a Friday night, and on the next day, on Saturday, he would always drive his uncle, who was no longer able to drive, but he would drive him into the town of Hawley, and one of the stops that he had to make was at a bank because his uncle always had to take a check and cash it. They didn't deposit, that he wanted the money. So he would take him <laughs> into the bank and he would bring him up to the teller, and he would hand him the check, 
and the check would get cashed, and he'd turn to Patrick and say, now make sure you take care of these people. Oh, God. And what that meant was that he had to give them a $2 tip. Oh, boy. <laughs> Where that ever started, I don't know. But this is a Wait, man who I was can't born and raised in Brooklyn. And maybe in Brooklyn in, like, the 1950s, they did this. I don't know. But Lynn, he would answer that question differently. Lynn, I cannot believe what? the bank allowed take it. Well, I don't know that they did, but I think he he wanted to see that, and then the the teller would probably flip it back and give it back to Patrick. But in any event, that was the way he did it. He wanted to make sure that they were taken care of. And when I saw that question, I said, that's classically a story. Okay, next one. Number 13, which of the following best describes a wealthy person? Uh, this is funny. We could do 10 minutes on this. An accountant, a millionaire, a bank teller, or a cashier? <laughs> I guess millionaire. Yeah. But could you imagine a, a, an accountant thinks that people think that they're millionaires, you know, wealthy at least. And we just talked about said bank teller. And a cashier, I doubt it. Okay, and the last question, where do most people go when they want to withdraw money? To a restaurant, to a bank, to a store, or to the beach? Oh, God, and of course to a bank. Where did this okay, so I don't know where this came from. It, it's, it's kind of funny. But the thing is, the scoring of this is that if you got... 13 to 14 of the 14 right, it was excellent. If you got 11 to 12, you were good. But if you only got 9 or 10, you need to study more. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'd say you need a brain transplant. <laughs> well, or, or this is a kid quiz. It's a cute little kid quiz for a kid. Well, it is. It is. Now you're 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 starting to lose faith in my ability to answer all these uh, you know questions. I, I wanted to make sure that you aced it because I know that that's important. Uh huh. Okay. So there you go. You yes. aced it. It's fun. Yes. So would it, anyone we asked would ace. <laughs> Jeez. I would think. I would think. Yeah. I would think. Mm -hmm. okay. So in that case, we're going to take a quick break. And on that note, we will be right back. You're listening to the Laurie and Lynn Hi, show. this is Nancy Kamen from WILK's Morning News, and I know Laurie Cadden. A lot of people know Laurie Cadden. And more importantly, Laurie Cadden knows a lot of people. Laurie Cadden Enterprises specializes in fundraising, public relations, and special events. Laurie Cadden can take your business or organization to the next level. This isn't something that you learn about in a book. Heck, it can't even be taught. Laurie Cadden lives it. She knows how to work a crowd, open doors, and build and nurture relationships. With Laurie Cadden Enterprises, you get, ta-da, Laurie Cadden and her 20-plus years of experience. Call Laurie today at 357-8399, 357-8399, or email Laurie, Laurie, L-A-U-R-I-E, at lauriecadden.com. L-A-U-R-I-E-C-A-D-D-E-N dot com. 
Lari Cadden Enterprises, because it is who you know. I'm Dr. Nicole Denova. Since VREC opened its doors in 2010, we've treated over 30,000 patients, including the puppy whose curiosity led him to a porcupine and the police canine who was just doing his job. VREC is located at 318 Northern Boulevard in Clark Summit and is open 24-7 for your pet peace of mind. To learn more about us, visit VRECPA.com or call 570-587-7777. It's Saturday morning with Lori and Lynn. Now, back to Lori and Lynn. Hi, everybody. We're back. My name is Lynn Evans, and I am the managing director and certified financial planner with Women of Substance, LLC. That's a financial planning firm devoted specifically to the needs of baby boomer women. I'm Laurie Cadden, the owner of Laurie Cadden Enterprises, which is a fundraising PR and special event business. And now the um, excellent uh, scorer of a uh, (laughs) three-year-old child quiz, just so we know. Yeah, there you go. Well, Uh, it still counts. You still iced it. Yeah. Oh, great. Yeah, so, all right. So maybe the next time I'll find one that's a little bit more advanced. I would hope, dear God. Oh, I'm, I'm telling you, I spent half an hour looking for something, anything. That wasn't just bizarro. I'm guess I'm going to have to write one for myself. That's probably the best way to do it. Everyone out there, you mm-hmm. should listen. To, you should that I really took one for the team on that one, just so we know. <laughs> yeah, you took one for the team. Okay. So, uh, looking at an article that I thought was really pretty interesting. It's funny, but it's sad the same time uh but i think a lot of people can relate to this especially people who have retired and this was written this of course is from the ethel my favorite website which is a uh, a part of aarp and it's called i admit it i'm retired and it started to feel irrelevant and it's written by ann brenoff and i think we've We've read some things of hers before, but uh, I'm interested in in that in the sense that she uses the term irrelevant. Another term that's often used, especially for women who are retired, is invisible. And I don't know, I don't think you've ever been accused of being invisible, but um, I know that for a lot of women, they have this sense that once they reach a certain age and they no longer have their physical beauty that they had 10, 15, 20 years ago, that the world just basically turns their cheek and says, you know, turns the other way and says, you just really don't have any relevance anymore. Or we see you, but we don't. You know, you're there, but for what purpose? And... Uh, being invisible for a lot of women over the age of 60 is a really serious um, mental issue. In this case, she's using the word irrelevant. Somewhat of the same nuance here, but this, it's an interesting little story. Anyway, she said, I recently rescued a dying plant from the clearance rack at my local garden store. It was marked $1, 
But the nice cashier charged me only 25 cents when he saw the pathetic specimen. And yes, I dropped another 40 bucks to buy the plant a pot with better drainage, some fresh potting soil, fertilizer, and a big bottle of neem oil, which is something that people use to get rid of um, bacteria and fungus in the soil. So the thing is, I had to buy the plant and all of its rescue accoutrement because I am determined to save it. I want to watch it flourish and bloom, as I'm sure it did once upon a time ago, perhaps when it was just a seedling and the world saw its potential. Why do I have such a burning need to rescue a plant? I think it's because I'm retired and have started to fear, feel irrelevant. I had a high energy, 40-year career as a journalist, trying to make a difference, hoping to right wrongs, affect change where I could, and hold the rich and famous accountable for whatever they did to those who weren't just like them. There was no injustice too small for me not to want to fix. And now, now there's a vast emptiness where my relevance used to live. For me, it's at the core of what's wrong with being retired. Sure, I know how to keep busy, and I enjoy my midday naps as much as the next retiree, but I would be lying if I didn't admit that, it's, that I simply don't matter as much as I once did. I see how my opinions are given less weight, if they're even sought at all. My contributions make less of an impact. I don't feel necessary, or in many days, that I even have a purpose as a journalist, I spent a lifetime hoping to make the world a better place. Today, going to the supermarket is the focal point of my day. See what I mean? Staying relevant to me means feeling connected across generations to the news of the world and being in a position to help others in a meaningful way. It means I live my life in a manner that bestows value to it. I want it to matter that I still occupy space on this planet. Doesn't everybody want that? And if they are retired, how do they get that sense of purpose? So, yes, I still want to be seen, to be counted. And truth be told, I miss feeling current, the kind of hip awareness that can come only from having younger people in your life. Our culture is rapidly changing, and despite being a voracious reader, I feel some days like the world is charging forward without me. I don't want to be the last person alive to understand why pronouns matter so much or that TikTok tweens and K-pop fans are a clever and growing force to be reckoned with on the world political stage. I'm very aware that to some people this essay will sound like a frivolous whine. After all, I'm in good health and financially comfortable, and many other people my age can't say the same. But the problem is that when we prepare for our retirement, the bulk of the planning focuses on just those two factors, health and wealth. And I would say more wealth than health. And very little thought is given to the emotional adjustments required when we step off the playing field and move to the sidelines. I think that is a great metaphor. When we step off the playing field and move to the sidelines. Uh -huh. Yeah, that's great. 
I fear that I left my relevance back on the field. I'm apparently not alone in this. A Transamerica retirement study in 2017 found that 97% of retirees who said they were happy also said they still had a strong sense of purpose. And in a nutshell, that's what's missing from mine. Let's face it, only the diehards want to play golf or go fishing every day. Sure, it's nice to be free of the daily grind and the constant exhausting effort it took to judge, juggle family and work. No, I don't miss the rat race. Volunteering, I'm told, isn't a bad route to take if it satisfies your itch. Sure, we, we all could get more involved in our communities, work for elected officials who share our agendas, deliver meals and cheerful banter to shut-ins, join the ranks of those who read to children, walk shelter dogs to clean up the beaches and hiking trails from slobs who leave it a mess. But some of us are too impatient for any of those things and or don't want to be a small cog in a big wheel. And personally speaking, I have yet to meet a charity thrift store volunteer who wasn't there primarily to get first dibs on the good donated stuff. Without question, the world still needs improvement, and so do I. My pledge to myself in this new year is to fill the hole in my life that retirement created. Anyone can stay busy, but not everyone can stay relevant. I'm going to stick to writing to make a difference and have dusted off my old book proposal in the hope of finding an agent. And clearly, it's not a minute too soon. Sadly, the plant has died. I, yeah, it was I good, think, wasn't it? I think we did read that, but that, because I remember, I was thinking, this doesn't sound familiar, but the end, the last line, I think I remember hearing. Yeah. But Lynn, I still I'm, like it. No, of course. Lynn, I'm looking at the Ethel <coughs> right now. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. uh, how does it pop up? How do you get it? You just have to go online and look at it, or does it pop up for you? Does what pop up? The website? Get the information. You just got to go in and search it? Yeah, you just go in and search the articles. And across the top, underneath the word, the Ethel, there's a whole bunch no, no. of categories. Yeah, no, I mean, how do you get it? Does it come to you in an email form, or do you just have to go it does. It comes. It's a newsletter, and it I comes know. to it's... my email. Yeah, how come I don't get it? Are you a member of AARP? Yeah. I don't know. Well, that's okay. I don't it's know. Cute, it's a cute, um, a cute little web t- uh, website, so that's it. It is. Yeah. It's, uh, graphically, it's really it's really great, and the colors, the primary colors, and all that. Whoever does whatever they do with the graphics in each of the articles, they're they're very well done. Yeah, they're and very they're compelling. So, and then you can read about ageism, health, lifestyle, yeah. fulfillment, relationships, work, and money. And that's where I found this one under ageism. Yeah, but you didn't find that quiz under there, I know. So anyway. No, 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 no I did not. We, we are going to uh, take a break, and we have a guest expert. Uh, her name is Gracie Kleiman, Kleiman from uh, VREC, 
and she is a an assistant veterinary. Um, well, I guess she's a veterinary assistant at this point. So she'll yeah. be right with us. And uh, stay tuned. You're listening to the Laurie and Lynn Show. Hi, my name is Lynn S. Evans, CFP, co-host of The Laurie and Lynn Show. I am the managing director of a new business, Women of Substance, LLC, a financial planning firm dedicated to the specific financial needs of baby boomer women. I help them navigate through widowhood, retirement, divorce, and job loss. Send me an email at lynn at lynnsevans.com and let me know how I can help you. I'm also the host of a podcast, Power of the Purse, available on more than 30 sites, including iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. We record these lively conversations with women who've been there and have great advice to give others so they don't go down the same dark holes. And we feature some experts who share some great ideas to be prepared before you have to face these transitions. And we have a whole lot of fun. Please don't let the fear of not knowing about personal finances stop you anymore. I am here to take the confusion and mystery out of money. Go to my website, lynnsevans.com, and see how we can set up a time to talk or browse around the many blogs and other free info on the site. Remember, money's not the enemy. Your ignorance of it is. Business Banking at Fidelity. We have a great relationship with Fidelity. They're like family with us. They're right next door to my business. If there's ever a problem, just one phone call, I don't even have to go to them. They come to me. It's great. I love being in the business. This was meant for me. We're very busy. I'm running every day, and I love to stay busy. So that's why I need a bank that's going to be there for me when I need them. Back in 2006, we were having a problem with our lease in our other building. We were looking for a place to go. We stumbled upon this this location. It's right in the heart of downtown, right in the, the middle of the city, and it happened to be right next to Fidelity Bank. They went out of their way for us to get this building. It was wonderful, and it's been a great relationship ever since. I have a business line of credit with Fidelity that gives me buying power. My credit card machine runs through Fidelity. My checking account, uh, my payroll taxes, they take care of it all for me. I bank with Fidelity. Don't you? Member FDIC. Here's Lori and Lynn. Hi, everybody. Welcome back. You're listening to the Laurie and Lynn Show, and I'm Laurie Cadden, the owner of Laurie Cadden Enterprises, which is a fundraising PR and special event business. And my name is Lynn Evans, and I am the Managing Director and Certified Financial Planner with Women of Substance, LLC. That's a financial planning firm devoted specifically to the needs of baby boomer women. And our guest expert today is Gracie Klimas. Did I say that right, Gracie? Yes, you did. Okay, thanks. And Gracie is an uh, emergency room veterinary assistant at the Veterinary Referral and Emergency Center in Clark Summit. She's a certified, uh, I'm sorry, she is training to be a certified vet technician. And she's going to talk to us today about how to keep your pets out of the emergency room. (laughs) So welcome, Gracie. Well, thank you guys. I'm so excited to be on. Good, because um, it would kind of sound like, you know, maybe you're trying to drive business away, but I don't think that's yeah, what right, you Yeah, right, I know. Man, man is going to love this one, right? Um, yeah. Of course, we obviously love seeing everyone here in the hospital, um, but typically just like a human ER. If you're in the ER, it's usually not for good reason, so I wanted to give um, some people some outlets of preventative measures so that they can keep their pets out of the ER. Um, Because as much as we love seeing them, 
Uh, I like to see them anywhere but here. So. <laughs> okay. Gracie, okay. Gracie, before you go on, here what I think is important um, to say first, if you could give people just like a two-minute explanation. As Lynn said, you're, you're, you're an ER veterinary assistant, but you're in school to become a certified veterinary technician. Could you just... Tell everybody the difference and what each and and basically what has to happen for you then to become a technician. Absolutely. Um. So in the state of Pennsylvania, to be um to carry the title of a veterinary technician uh, or a certified veterinary technician, um, you need to go through schooling. It's a roughly a two year program. Um. So you need to do two years of schooling, and then you have your externships. And after your externships, you take what we call the VTNE, um, which is like boards. And if you pass your boards, and you get your certification. Um. So right now, I do work as a veterinary assistant and I'm going through the schooling, and then after my schooling, um, I will be able to uh, hopefully take my VTNE, and hopefully I'll pass, and then I'll be able to be a certified veterinary technician. Um, mm-hmm. So there's just certain um, perimeters that I have to stay within as a veterinary assistant, or there's certain things that only veterinary technicians can do that I'm not able to do because I'm not certified. Okay. All right, how, but how many of them are there? Uh, what do you mean? I mean, how many? Yeah, how many are there at GREC technicians? Oh, geez. Um, Let's see. I believe that we have six veterinary technicians and uh, probably just as many assistants. Okay. Mm -hmm. That's great. Mm -hmm. Okay, Start up and tell us what you can do to keep those guys and little gals out of your emergency room. Absolutely. So I think your biggest one and your most broad um, is going to be establishing a relationship with a primary care veterinarian. Um, So this is going to be your, like, general practice. Um, You're going to want to – can you guys hear me with the page coming over? (laughs) Okay. Okay. Okay, I just want to make sure there's a page, so I want to make sure you can hear me. So, yeah, establishing your relationship with your primary care veterinarian, uh, so a general practice. Uh, this is for things like annual visits, so vaccines, general examinations, making sure your pet is staying healthy. Um, so if you have a, a established relationship with a primary care, a lot of the times you can call them and they will see your pet so you don't have to come to the ER. Um, the next thing that I think is very, very important um, is vaccines. Um, keeping your, your pets vaccinated keeps them protected. Um, and actually, uh, a common misconception we see a lot in the ER is that people think that if their puppies get one vaccine, they're fully vaccinated. Puppies actually need three to four vaccines, depending on the vaccine itself, before they are qualified as fully vaccinated. Mm. Um, so you want to make and sure what are they? All, um, every practice is different of what they use, uh, but typically they're what we call your DHPP, um, and you're going to definitely want those puppies to get uh, a Parvo vaccine, which can be mm-hmm. it, it can be a by itself or can be also included in um, the DHPP vaccine. And how often in between the shots? 
so again, and that's just going to be your, by your vet. Um, so that's something that you need to talk to your back to your primary care, um, establish that with your primary care and the schedule that they give vaccines on because every vet fo- or every vet follows a different protocol. But I mean, you don't get all of them in one shot. You have to no, do this no. On so that's what we see is that you, you get they get their first vaccine, then the owners um, have a misconception that that puppy is now vaccinated. That puppy is actually not qualified as fully vaccinated. Okay. All right. What else so my next thing. Do? My next thing would be keeping your um, your pets on a flea tick and heartworm preventative year round. Um, so another misconception we see a lot is people think that in the cold weather or winter um, that flea ticks and heartworms actually go away. They don't. Your pet can still get fleas and ticks in the winter. Um, so oh. keeping them on all year round preventative, and then also comes back to your primary care. Your primary care can prescribe that. Um, another another big one that's very uh, important to me personally uh, is spaying and neutering your pets. Um, mm-hmm. Spaying and neutering prevents things uh, like in female dogs. It prevents what we call pyometra, um, which is an infection of the uterus, um, mm-hmm. as well as mammary masses. Um, in males, mm-hmm. it lessens the chance of prostate cancer or hernias. And neutering actually completely eliminates the chance of testicular cancer in males. Um, so that's very important. Saying and neutering is, is very important uh, preventative-wise because um, a pyometra in females is a emergency. It's actually an emergency surgery, which is typically very expensive. Um, so saying and neutering completely eliminates the chance of getting that. Um, and then the next one that also I find important is keeping cats indoors. Um, keeping your cats indoors prevents things like injuries, um, you know, such as fights with wildlife or fights with other cats in the neighborhood um, or things like hit by cars. Um, if you keep your cats indoors, um, that's obviously going to prevent all of those injuries and it also prevents things like spreadable diseases that cats get. Um, if you keep them, you know, up to date and in a home, um, you know, they're far less susceptible to catching certain d- diseases than they would be, you know, out roaming outside. Um, you know, kind of following that um, to dogs, keeping dogs leashed with properly fitting collars. Um, that's going to diminish things like, you know, dogs getting away from owners and getting hit by cars or fights with other dogs um, or wildlife. We see dogs come in all the time uh, with porcupine quills. Because they are free roaming and they attack a, a, a porcupine, and the porcupine, you know, uh, descends those quills into. We see them in their face, in their chest, in their mouth, you know, throughout their tongue, sometimes down their throat. Um, <gasps> not only is that quite oh quite painful, um, that dog then needs to be put under, you know, sedation and or possibly anesthesia to have those removed. Oh. As well as something you know that's that's less dangerous, but still just as as stinky as would be you know getting sprayed by skunks. If you keep your dog on a leash, um, the chances of them getting sprayed by a skunk are a lot lot slimmer than if they're you know free roaming. Um, mm. And then you know I think another thing that is a kind of a broad spectrum is maintaining a pet-proof home, um, cleaning up loose laundry, dogs like stinky things like, you know, socks or underwear. We see it a lot here, with, as, you know, as yucky as it sounds, you know, socks and underwear. We see a lot of uh, dogs here that um, ingest those and then become a foreign body because they're not able to pass them, and then that dog needs to go into emergency surgery to have that removed. 
um, which is also very expensive. So maintaining, you know, cleaning up loose laundry, putting in a hamper or locking it away um, will keep that. Or medications, we have seen dogs a lot that, like, counter surf um, and get into medications. And a lot of human medications, even like ibuprofen, are very, very toxic to dogs. Um, so keeping those, you know, in the cabinet. Yeah, yeah, like ibuprofen is very, ibuprofen, Tylenol, a lot of um, human medications are actually very, very toxic to dogs or cats. Um, and then you want to clean up, like, your garages, your man caves, you know, rat poison, antifreeze. <laughs> those are both very toxic to dogs as well. Um, or even just, like, things that people don't think of, like toxic foods, uh, such as, like, garlic and onion. Garlic and onion are both toxic to dogs. Uh, grapes and raisins, um, actually anything sugar-free. There's an ingredient in sugar-free um, foods called xylitol, which can sometimes also be called birch sugar, um, that is nearly almost fatal for dogs. Uh, it's very, very important to keep those out of there. And then I'm sure one that people know a lot is even just chocolate. Um, and chocolate can be toxic to dogs as well. Um, and, and with Can I ask you? Can I? Can yeah, I ask really. you something about that? Because yeah. uh, I know we've talked about this several times, and I believe that one of the uh, one of the doctors there mentioned this, and I just want to make sure that that I heard this right. Is it true mm-hmm. that chocolate is toxic to dogs but not to cats? Um, I'm unsure. I mean, I would keep it away from all of your pets in general. It's better to be safe than sorry. Um, yeah. Even if it's not necessarily toxic, chocolate's not something that should be regularly in their diet, so it can cause GI upset, such as vomiting and diarrhea, mm-hmm. which is just, just as yucky to deal with. Yeah. Uh-huh. So yeah. Stop, your, stop giving you your cats the, your nibbles and bits <laughs> treats that I know you're giving them. I wouldn't, wouldn't yeah. think of it. probably help you um, uh, pay for it, I'd have to assume, because um, it can be counted as a preventative measure, I'm sure. Okay. Okay, great. So, Gracie, you're there a little over a year, you said? Yeah, yeah, I've been over here uh, well over a year. And are you happy with the profession you've chosen to work with the animals and the staff up at the uh, BREC? Yeah, this hospital is great. Um, I had worked um, briefly in large animal veterinary medicine before because I do own horses as well. Um, And I was unsure about how I was going to like this small animal. And this hospital has such a family-like atmosphere. Um, All the doctors here are incredibly talented with really, really great patient care. Um, And that's what made the transition so easy for me because it was such an easy fit to fit into because everyone here strives towards the best patient or the best patient care possible. 
there you go. That's wonderful. That's nice. Well, good luck in your, in your, um, your future studies, uh, and hopefully that certification will come your way. Gracie, you're a, a, a wonderful, a very enthusiastic young lady, so keep that up. And how can anyone get in touch with the hospital if they have any questions about their pets? Oh, thank you so much for that compliment. I appreciate it. And hopefully I'll get that under my belt soon. Um, but you okay. can contact us at 570-587-7777. Um, info, so I-N-F-O at V-R-E-C-P-A dot com. Or our website is V-R-E-C-P-A dot com as well. Great. We're also on Facebook, We're also on Facebook too. Yeah, all of your social media stuff. That's great, honey. Well, thank you. You've, you've been very uh, delightful, and informa- the information you provided is great. So, Lynn, keep your chocolate away from Calvin and Hobbes. <laughs> I will. Okay, it's been great, great, great speaking to you guys. Thank you so much for having me. And, Gracie, just so you know, Lynn's kitty cats came from VREC. So just so you know. Oh, amazing. I love to hear it. Yeah, we have, yeah. We have a couple that made their ways around to uh, yep. people in the area. There you mm-hmm. go. Well, good luck to you, honey, and everybody else out there. Have a wonderful weekend, and thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next week. Be safe, and please be nice. Bye. Bye. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.